Are you sure you want to talk about this show? <laughs> I mean, you are recording it. You recorded all that last stuff, right? Yes, I did. That is how we're starting Reliving the Extreme this week, with, <laughs> with Chad saying, are you sure you want to talk about this show? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Reliving the Extreme. Nate Maxson here with you, along with my brother, Aaron. What's up, Hambones? And as you heard there, Mr. Chad Austin of ECW. I'm not sure I want to talk about this show, but I'm sure <laughs> these two guys might want to talk about this show. We uh, we had a little a little week off last week. Completely my fault, folks. I'm sorry. These guys were ready. Their talents, they're great. They were ready to go, and the Booker man here totally fucked them last week. So no show last week, but we're back this week I'm talking about ECW from April the 12th, 1994. That's all right, Nate, man. A, because I, I I walked out there. I walked out there on Tuesday to that mailbox at two o'clock when that guy put that envelope in there, and it was there. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm sorry I didn't call you and thank you because I didn't think I would have to thank you for you paying me. I thought, <laughs> Wait, it, but it was a great gesture because we were off. Ho- hopefully, the hot dogs didn't spoil before they got there. Easy, easy. <laughs> hey, you know what? The free T-shirt was cool though. <laughs> but next time, extra large, man. Extra large. I thought I sent you an extra large. Well, you have. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's a killer. Ain't that kind of show? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. If you want, if you want to go there, I mean, Aaron. What? You posted in the <laughs> We Can't Wrestle Facebook group a little bit earlier on a thing, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play along. I'm gonna play along, and I wanted to play along on the show. Aaron posted a thing that said. Tell me to name my five favorite anything, right? Is that what it was? Top five favorite anything? Pretty much. All right. I'll play along. Tell me your top five favorite sandwiches. Uh, I like a good Italian sub. <laughs> like a salbalomo. A patty melt. Uh, a sloppy joe. This is so fucking stupid. Uh, <laughs> I'm a knuckle. <laughs> uh, a bologna and cheese with some fucking... Potato chips on it because I'm white trash. And how many are you gonna? How many are you gonna say? Didn't he say five? Yeah, I just said four. <laughs> are you gonna? Are you gonna say every sandwich you know? He told me five. Said four and a peanut butter and jelly. Oh come on, it's the last one. <laughs> there you go. Good uh, God. I don't ask me because I don't eat fucking. I don't eat sandwiches. I got money. I, I gotta. I gotta. <laughs> I go to Wendy's or Burger King. <laughs> you know what? I'm door dashing. I can still order. I mean, he's eating I'm the food bored. from door dashing. Like, I thought I ordered two sandwiches. Be like, I don't make the orders. I just deliver them. 
<laughs> I just deliver them. You I, get a call I, to the I restaurant. Pull, I pull into the drive-thru and I say, DoorDash. And they say, what's the name? And I say, Dominic R. And I go, but can I add to that? And they go, uh, what do you want to add to it? And I tell them, I'm gonna, you know, whatever it is, double cheeseburger. And then I end up getting the receipt. And then when Dominic gets it, it has his receipt. And it also has another $1.69 that he didn't pay for. So I think he thinks that he bought me a fucking cheeseburger from... Burger King. And then he takes it up with Burger King and they have no fucking idea what's going on. And you're a free and clear. I had the worst day with DoorDash today. Everything that could have went wrong went wrong. Um, the app wasn't working. I was getting lost. I was delivering. I was delivering the wrong food to people. Um, like if I ever, if I ever, I've always told Jess that I wanted to live my life like Jack Tripper. And today was that day. I wanted to live my life like a cross between Jack Tripper and Cosmo Crane. <laughs> And if I could, today was that day. I was tripping over people, stumbling, fumbling, almost, you know, dropping food, but, you know, pulling it off kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a good one. <laughs> when he came through the door to come home, he kind of slid into the living room. When I was delivering the food, I slid right into the building. This is going to be one for the ages, folks. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Our source material is fantastic, isn't it? April the 12th, 1994, the episode of ECW. Uh, the show begins with a recap of the stuff we already saw last week. And you notice you notice they cut out the fun part of Hawk's promo. Yeah, they got rid of the butter muscles. Yes, they got, they got rid of the butter muscles. <laughs> it was, was the no best butter. part of Hawk's promo. I don't understand. Was there a problem with the network with the butter muscles? I mean, how could they have a problem with the butter muscles? <laughs> it was the best part of last week's show. Yeah. Yeah, they show you everything else. I think, I, I think they still even threw... A video of him clotheslining the Tahitian prince from like two years ago. They did. Like, <laughs> did they, did they, I'm just going, they're just trying to fill time with this. They show, yeah, they show this, the, the sports bar footage, you know, from oh, whenever. You know. I, I, oh, see, I didn't see that. I didn't know they showed that too. They're just digging up whatever the fuck they can dig up. Oh, shit. Some shit's going down across the street. <laughs> uh oh. It's Is not at Chad's house? There's no, no ice cream truck at Chad's house. Like, it's at your house. There's like fucking four cops over there with like lights and shit going on. Anyway, anyway, I'm going to stay out of it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but don't be like the other Hill Jacks in this town. Try like, to get involved in it. I'll just be like, he went that way. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm recording a podcast here. Move yeah. along, copper. <laughs> so we open the show with, the, the again, the recap of Hawk and Douglas from last week. Joey Styles is in the Eagle's Nest talking about the fact that in four days at the ECW Arena, April 16th, it's going to be Shane Douglas versus Road Warrior Hawk for the ECW Championship, and now Jay Sully is still around. Is this the first time that they had the ECW banner behind him? No. Uh, I, I, no. I think we brought it up, I think, uh, two weeks ago. Well, I thought we brought up the April. I, could, I didn't remember the banner, but okay. I'm probably wrong. You I've know what? I think I think when we brought it up, we brought it up because I, it was probably an insert of an interview that was probably taped later on, you know, mm-hmm. and it wasn't on the rest of the show. And I know it was on last week's show. I remember seeing it. And but as far as the show we were doing tonight, the only thing I saw was the was the uh, canvas. The um, the interview. Jay Sully is here with Sherry and Shane Douglas, and Jason comes in. And the shit show starts with Jason and Jay Sully and all of this. Aaron, I know you got shit. So I know you got something for this segment. Well, Shane's talking and then Jason shows up and he says that um, 
Um, first off, Sully calls Jay. He, he calls Jason idiotic. So if Jay Sully's calling you calling you idiotic, you got a problem. But <laughs> then um, Jason says that um, the services of Mister Hughes and Jason doesn't come cheap, but it always comes. That's what he said. Yeah, that sure is. He just laid that well, egg. That, that, that must have been the bad joke that I wrote after when I said Mr. Hughes promo when I wrote bad joke. Was it? Yeah, I didn't write down. Did you, I didn't write down what it was. And did you guys see Sherry's reaction when he said it? I didn't. He says it, and she just looks at Shane and doesn't even try to like hide the fact that she's just like Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> she turns around, looks at him, and it's just like Jesus. Good Lord. Jason is a bit of a ham bone. He's not my ham bone pick of the week. Keep going. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It's like You're distracted. Pops is like right across the alley. So, so Marty Janetti's already in the ring. No, <laughs> Marty Janetti. Aaron's, Aaron's, Aaron's got, got Aaron's got movers. It sounds like going on over there. Well, I don't know what the hell he's got. Long hair. What the fuck you got going on at this late at night? Jason, of course, brings in Mister Hughes, who is going to offer his services, of course, to Shane Douglas here, as Aaron said. Jason makes a bad joke, makes fun of Sully's suit. And then we get a Hawk promo. And I wrote down here in quotation marks, it hurt like some pain feels good. So he did say those words in that order. It hurt like some pain feels good. That was part of that promo. Hawk's promos, he is completely blasted in every promo he cuts in ECW. And he's like, I'm not into S&M. I mean, I got the spikes and stuff, but I'm not into S&M. It's like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> he-, he also said it hurt bad, but good, but not in the bad way. I'm not into S&M. Like, what the fuck is he talking about? It, it's it's not oh, Road Warrior I- Hawk. His new his new gimmick in ECW is Rambling Hawk because that's what he he's just I- rambling. Just I got to be honest. I um I probably ended up checking out at that point because I it, it hasn't rained here in weeks, so I thought it would be a good time to go up on a ladder and, and clear out the gutters. <laughs> Uh, the rain spouts because they're expecting some rain this week. So I, I, I totally, I totally missed out on that segment. So it sounded like it was a dandy. You didn't miss anything. <laughs> it was terrible. Absolutely terrible. Like these hot promos are just, are just awful. They're awful. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, well, it, 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 it's kind of somewhat changed my opinion of Hawk. Like as like, I was oh, like, I didn't know you had a better opinion of Hawk, but all right. I did. <laughs> I didn't have to pee. The fucking cop showed up. <laughs> because you had to pee? No. He said some <laughs> fucking naked dude jumped a fence or something. Because <laughs> he had to pee? He said, have you been out here long? I said, maybe a an hour. And he said, did you see a like naked guy jump the wooden fence over there? And I said, so no. jumping fences naked? Not in, in, me. In a little bit of time, you were gone from the show. Not me. He was asking if I had witnessed that, and I said, "No." Oh, yeah. oh you lied. Yeah, you did because you were the I guy said, doing it. I said, "If I had, I probably would have told you when you pulled up." I I have doubts in this story. Oh, oh man, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm going to leave this in, and if I can make it happen, I'm going to play Bad Boys by Aini Kamozi over this. Yeah, that's why I told you guys, hold on, because dude showed up with the flashlight, and he was doing the whole cop thing, like flashing the flashlight like this. I was like, All because you had to pee. That's what you had to pee. It wasn't me. <laughs> that's a rough neighborhood you live in. <laughs> Y'all got shoved up against the car. 
you know, all that nonsense. And you're like, man, he's got to pee. Why didn't you use the bathroom? Because the fucking front yard was closer. Aaron's life is more interesting than this episode of ECW tonight. That's why we're going way off the rails. Fucking light over here by me too. It's like I'm not the naked guy. I have a hoodie on and some pants. I'm not buying this at all. I don't don't know who does the memes or anything. Oh, that nonsense! But somebody needs to get on that one. <laughs> naked Aaron on the naked Aaron's on the fence on this one. No, he's not. If I'm well, you had to leave the right. show to go. You had to leave the show to go pee, and then you had an altercation with a cop because you were naked. I don't understand any of this. Where if I'm, if I'm nude, I am not jumping any type of fence. Well, apparently you did. Well, maybe you didn't jump the fence. Maybe the gate was open. I'd just then, be worried you, about you, my you, ran, you ran through the gate. The cop was there. <laughs> I yes, can't believe you guys down there in Ohio. No shit. <laughs> oh, uh, OVW, OVE, whatever it is, is my favorite, man. I'm getting one of them. I'm getting one of them shirts, even though I don't even watch that pro- product. Oh, inspired by guys are from there. <laughs> I'll inspire by Aaron's naked fence jumping. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking. He's all me. naked. He's all. It's like how it's like Halloween season. And he's all just running around his neighborhood. Hot defenses peeing. <laughs> hey, look at me. Look at my hand bone. I'm over here. I'm just urinating. Hey, what are you doing? Peeing. Oh, my God. I can totally see that. It's a great bit. <laughs> and maybe after he's tired of running, he's just strutting down the street. Just with his dong out, just peeing in front of him. <laughs> doing, the, doing, doing the Vince McMahon walk. Yeah. No. Doing the um oh my god who is it the Wiz from Seinfeld well yeah the same thing the same walk the Wiz from Seinfeld or a Vince McMahon walk he's just walking down the concrete this this urinating all over the place oh, oh good lord thank God we're thank God we're way off the rails of this show. Absolutely. <laughs> Can I get it back on the rails? I don't know. Probably not. <sighs> well, up next, it is uh, Public I Enemy. I think they're leaving. Yeah, go ahead. Public Enemy. Right. You, <laughs> you got away with it. <laughs> they're leaving. All right. It's Public Enemy up next against Mikey Whipwreck and Stormin' Mike Norman Normal. with Maddie in the house in the commentary booth along with Joey Styles. Maddie's kind of subdued in this during commentary. Well, he's got an important announcement. He has to be professional. Was that Stormin' Mike Norman? I believe so. They yeah. didn't say his name. I recognize him, though. I wrote it down. It's Stormin' Mike Norman. Oh, I don't give a shit about that. You're all fucking running down the street too busy pissing. What are you writing down guys' names from ECW shows and shit now? <laughs> My multi-pastor. <laughs> um, yeah, they didn't, they, didn't say, they didn't say his name, and I, I didn't know the guy from shit. I had no idea who the guy was, and I thought they, they called him something like Dewey Wilson or like later on while they were beaten up, but that could have been like some name that Joey was throwing out for like a state mm-hmm. athletic guy or something like that, you know, like... yeah. They get control or something, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess the match was all right. What'd you guys the, think? I mean, the, it was a bad, it was a squash. It was a squash. You know, I, I mean, it, that it, fucking drive by looked great. Yeah, because you know, the drive by is a fucking shoot. Because <laughs> Ted Ted Petty can't fucking do the goddamn move without hurting you. 
He's never he's never been able to do the move without hurting you. Even when he was, was, I thought Mikey was just selling it, but apparently he really got fucked up then because it looked. No, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say he got fucked up. There's various degrees of that. You know what I mean? He just may have landed on him hard, landed on him. You know, because depending on where he's at, you know, in the rotation, it, it could be different. So yeah, Mikey could have been could have been a little bruised up because I mean. I've had it a million times where people would give me some, one of them big moves, and I was like, "Damn! <laughs> if you can't, if you can't do it and save me, then don't do it. Don't do it, yeah. <laughs> Fuck! But you know, that's not going to stop these guys. The uh, the announcement that Maddie in the house makes is that our match between the Public Enemy and the Bruce Brothers. Here we go. A Human cage match, not a lumberjack match, a human cage match. And as Chad alluded to, your cage is pretty worthless by the end of the show. Let's just put it that way. By the end of this show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, by the end of the show, hyping, by the end of the show, hyping the human cage match, we pretty much shit all over our entire human cage. So this Saturday, November the 6th, they're going to have a human cage match, and they're going to have somebody with a wheelbarrow, and he's going to be yelling, bring out your dead. <laughs> bring, bring, bring out your dead. And it's going to be everybody from that, the last TV taping my, thing. My, Mikey pokes his head up and goes, I'm not dead yet. Yeah, <laughs> you will be soon. <laughs> Merely a flesh wound. <sighs> oh. Man, but yeah, the match itself just pretty much a squash match. Um, Public Enemy goes over. We go back to Joey and Maddie in the Eagle's Nest again, sitting awkwardly close to each other, obviously. And then a video of the uh, history, I guess, between the Public Enemy and the uh, Public Enemy and the Bruce Brothers, which it's effective. I mean, the two the two teams, the, the what they do together is to me pretty effective. It's it they they work. But I don't want to say I don't want to say work well together, but they mesh the matches. I I like what I've seen so far between the two teams, dude. Um, Aaron, uh, Aaron, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to you. I'm gonna ask you this first. You tell me, like, haven't these these two guys, these two teams, had like one of the best views that are going on right now? Oh yeah, that's and, honestly, oh, yeah, and that's weren't honest. you and, and weren't you like really anticipating to see where this feed was going? Yeah, that's actually in my notes. It's like this, honestly, out of all the shit that's been happening since we started watching this, this is the most effectively hyped thing that they've done. Mm -hmm. Like the the feud's cool. The videos are cool. It's intriguing. I'm not bored with it. I've actually enjoyed the Bruce Brothers public enemy feud. And you realize the Bruce Brothers what really haven't been there. No, what this is two tapings. I think. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, we, is, yeah. They haven't they, they haven't come in for any big shows in the last what two months or month and mm-hmm. a half, whatever. Yeah, because the footage that we the match that they had that went all over the arena that was featured a week not last week but the week before that wasn't one of the big shows. That was just the TV taping. So yeah, they haven't been. Yeah. I, they were in the no. They weren't even in that cage deal. Were they the Ultimate Jeopardy thing? Were they in that? No, no. they weren't. No. So yeah, you're right, Chad. They haven't. This will be their first. I think this is their first quote unquote big ECW arena event. That's not a t like a TV taping style event. I wonder. I mean, I I didn't. I wonder if any of you guys caught it. Like what? I mean, oh, you mean the, the show that's coming up? 
Right. Oh, okay. So the mask that the mask that we're gonna that, that was already on was already taped. Yeah, that one that was boy. from that one's from the TV taping. We got to see that one a couple of weeks ago on the TV show or highlights of so, it. So November the sixth is the is the big show where they come back live. Mm-hmm. You know, I I, I I'm, I'm positive I have all them shows. I gotta go find that because I, I want to see what the crowd was like for um, the Harris Boys because it it has to be pretty much the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got this uh, this April sixteenth show. You've got them and Public Enemy. Sabu's coming back. Um, you've got uh, Hawk and Douglas, eh. but. I mean, overall, it, you're getting more and more as as the shows go on. There's more and more stuff that is is ECW. You know, the TV shows are still oof. I mean, just <laughs> kind of rough in a lot of spots. But the big the big shows like the ECW arena shows, like the Saturday shows, they're getting pretty stacked at this point. Well, that's a production issue, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's just the way that it's, that it's presented. Like, imagine. All right, me- remember when they shot? Um, let me say maybe late 96 when they shot basically from that hard cam mm-hmm. up on the not only Eagles Nest but on the stage gimmick. Yeah. Wasn't that some of the best footage? That's what they shot yes. when they were when they were in Tampa, when they were in Ocala. Like they shot that like they may have had two cameras, but it was predominantly a one camera shoot. And and that's part of the that's part of the glitz and glamour of ECW is that it just <laughs> it, it looks like it almost shouldn't be, you know, shouldn't be happening. Right. But that's part of the aura. That's part of the appeal. That's why it it stands out. You know, to me, even uh, there are people that are on other podcasts and stuff that we all listen to, I guess, that would say ECW doesn't <clears throat> doesn't age well or it loses its luster if it's taken. I don't think so. Like going back and even watching the, this crappy stuff, I think it's fine. And I think it has an iconic image, you know, and like you said, Chad, the look of the shows is different from everything else. And it looks almost accidental, like a fight broke out and everybody started recording, you know, with bad production, with bad production. But but that's that's character that gives it character. It looks different than everything else you're watching. ECW is always going to be always going to be around. I mean, I I'll never not go go to a show. Well, I'm probably won't go to a show anymore anyway. But I probably won't watch a show that at some point in time somebody's going to cheer ECW, ECW. Mm-hmm. And I have so many ECW shirts that I wear proudly all the time because you know I was proud to be part of that fucking revolution. And this might sound stupid, I don't know, but like there's always going to be do like there's always going to be kids turning 13 years old and now the network's out there there's always going to be 13 year old dudes that find ecw and be like holy shit this is fantastic mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it's yeah. it's always gonna it's always gonna find a new audience it's like this is this is cool and well, i don't know i don't know how long i mean I, I i mean i understand that yeah for decades and decades and decades people are going to want to be searching the, the rob van dams and the sabus and the tazes Sandman's, Dreamers, Ravens, but I just don't see a whole bunch of big numbers for the Chad Austins. What, what I was, was <laughs> what I was going to say was, hopefully, when those thirteen-year-olds discover ECW, they don't discover it by watching that Eddie Gilbert stuff. <laughs> I think they would look at it like we do and just laugh and be like, "This shit's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It's fun. It's like <laughs> watching a bad fucking movie. You know, it's like watching the Toxic Avenger." Or like an Evil Dead, 
It's so good. At least Toxic Avenger was a good bad movie. Jesus, I tell you what, if we don't fucking get this show going moving further, we are going to be, this is going to be a two hour, a fucking two and a half hour show. <laughs> well, let's roll we, on here still, because the I mean, next segment. got like, this human cage nonsense and the next segment that uh, surgery and stuff that we're going to watch is the one that has my ham bone of the week in it. And no, it's not JT Smith or Jay Sully, but it is Jay Sully interviewing JT Smith and, uh, He's talking to JT about winning the TV title. They say he needs to have his knee scoped. He says he's not going to have his knee scoped. He demands to defend his title, a homecoming at the ECW arena, and he's going to be facing the pit bull. So before we get to the pit bull, what do you think of the JT Smith promo, guys? I I understood 32% of it. (laughs) Well, so that's fucking 62 and 62 whatever that is then that's what we got out of that promo between two of us because <laughs> I, I didn't i didn't understand much either i thought that he was yelling at jay sully for not getting his car washed i thought he was just yelling like what, what's like you know he's like what's the matter with you what's the matter with you where's my car you know i don't know I, whatever whatever he said I, I mean i'm sure it was something about what tommy cairo or whoever it was who it was against He's talking about the pit bull. And oh, wait, okay, well, yeah. I'm, and I'm the, sure he mumbled something about the pit bull. Well, he, pit bull this week is my hand bone of the week, and here's why. The pit bull <laughs> comes into this pit bull comes into this screen, okay? And he's cutting the promo on JT Smith about kicking his ass. However, the fucking camera. He keeps looking he's he's cutting the promo on JT Smith looking at the camera instead of looking at JT Smith and I'm like, "Would you look at your opponent?" I'm screaming at the TV. "What the fuck are you cutting your promo to the camera for?" So yeah, he's oh, he's it, never been on okay before. <laughs> Pitbull, Pitbull is the ham bone of the week. <laughs> well, it, it, you're, if if this is your week, you can pick the ham you want. <laughs> the promo the no. Oh, then, I, yeah, I, I, I disagree. I, I don't think he should be a hand bone. <laughs> but go ahead. It's your week, though, so you get, you get, you pick him. The crazy thing about the promo was the promo, I mean, there is some nonsensical, like, I'm going to rip your knee out and eat it. But the promo in and of itself is a good, intense promo. It just was driving me nuts that he was looking at the camera and not looking at JT when he was supposed, when he was talking to JT. If Dude, that makes it sense. Was, it was one of them... Well, whatever. I don't know what year to say it was. Whatever. 88 to 91 Ultimate Warrior promos. That's all Mm -hmm. it was. One of them, I'm going to fucking shake the ropes and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say a a bunch of nonsense, but I'm going to say it with enough intensity that you'll think I'm saying something. But that's how that's how them guys were brought up, because Gary is brought up a couple years before me. Mm -hmm. And that's how. That's how they did it, like that, because they they worked a lot of shitty shows, so it's not necessarily their fault that they do crap like that. Because it's not necessarily a bad thing, you know. Yeah, it might work, work. It might work somewhere. A question for me to you, because I'm naive about. I'm actually, honestly, because of that scene and everything. I'm I'm naive about Gary Wolf before ECW. Were him and Anthony Durante a team? Because Anthony Durante hasn't come into ECW yet. Were him and Anthony Durante a team before ECW? Yeah. Did you do your homework on this? Or are you are you trying to get me to say? It? No, no, I'm I'm totally ignorant to it. I have no idea. Oh, um, I think it, the, the, yeah, they were they were a tag team 
like in like 89, 90, maybe not, you know, 91, mm-hmm. they were called the American Pitbulls. And they worked over in uh, South Carolina for like, um, uh, God damn, who is the, who is the, who is the longtime reigning junior champion for NWA? The old guy they brought in every, huh? Mike Jackson? No, the, the old, the old guy, Nelson Royal. Nelson Royal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, they worked for him and a bunch of other um, people that lived in, that worked in out in like the Carolina area and stuff like that. And I don't know what happened, but they got a, they got a tour to Japan. And that's when I think Kevin Sullivan saw them. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I asked because they didn't come into ECW together, obviously, because Durante's not with Gary Wolf at this point. So, and I honestly, I, I was ignorant about that before ECW. I had no idea. Well, I was trying. I was. I was going to finish your answer. I think that they didn't because the reason why they didn't come in together because I don't think one of them was eligible. Mm. <laughs> um, kind of, kind of penned up, busy. <laughs> ah, it's all coming together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he was occupied. He, it he wasn't happen. a collegiate athlete at Penn State. He was just at State Penn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so at the end of the promo, the Pitbull decks JT Smith, lays him out. And that's the end of that. Anything else on that segment, Aaron? No, it was trash. It was really bad. Like <laughs> Nobody did a good job. Sully just no. stands there like a deer in the headlights. As he should. That's his, his, his M.O. So the next thing up here, oh, look, it's Superfly Jimmy Snuka with Hunter Q. Robbins, and he is going up against, yes, that's right, Surfer Ray Odyssey. I love Ray Odyssey. I thought, I actually thought it was me. <laughs> not, like, no, not that I was Ray Odyssey, but when I saw Snuka come to the ring, I thought they were re-showing the match against me because he did the same stuff. So yeah. that's when I kind of got up and I walked away going, I'm not gonna watch him against me again. And, and then, I, and then when I saw Surfer Ray Odyssey, I ran back in the room. <laughs> good I'm, thing I'm Sandman gave fan. up his wetsuit a couple weeks ago. Who did? I said, good thing Sandman gave up his wetsuit a couple of weeks ago. We might have had a, <laughs> a feud over the wetsuit here between those two guys. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Yeah, that's a long way to go for that one. But uh, they could have done like a sting gimmick. It's Imposter Sandman. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> okay, I'll give it to you. Right. I'll, cra- I'll crack on that one. There was a Coraluzo suck sign in the crowd during this match. Yeah. Wonder if uh, gave that to somebody. I don't know. What do you think? Maybe. Well, it was spelt right and, had, and it was legible. So I'm assuming he gave it to somebody. <laughs> what, what, it wasn't Gino, was it? Was it Big Gino? I don't think so. Do you guys know who that is? Big Believe Gino. me, if you ever seen a Carluzzo show, you've seen Big Gino. He doesn't work. He's a guy you see in the background of all the shows that walks guys out to the yeah. ring. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, I mean, I didn't know who that was, but no, that's that. Now that you mentioned that, I, I liked it. I, I, I was, I was, I was a big fan of of Snuka and Ray Odyssey. I liked Ray. I saw Ray for the first time, and well, we're in '94. I think mm-hmm. I saw him in either late '90, early '91 on an ICW show, and then I saw him again on a Carluzzo show. And I never really talked to him or anything, but I just kind of was like, "Yeah, I like I like this gimmick," and I, I was like, "I'd love to do a gimmick like that," but we are now we already got one, you know. <laughs> and he hit a hell of a dive on Hunter Q. That, Dude, and the fucking drop kick was good too. Yeah, he wasn't fucking around. 
Oh, yeah, he definitely performed around Snuka during this match, for sure. I, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck happened. Was it was it was it a Coraluso thing? I mean, why? I mean, don't you think they? Because I mean, let's be honest. Ray Odyssey got more offense on Jimmy Snooker than I did. I, I know I can sit here and take offense to it because of my long of my long credits of guys that I've beaten so far in ECW. Uh, can you help me out, guys? Can I we? Can, well, can we say you beat the Pitbull? Yeah, I beat the Pitbull. You beat the Sandman. Yes, by the, even though it was by his qualification, it counts. You beat the Rock and Rebel. Oh, come on. Seriously. Now, <laughs> now, you're, now, you're, not, now you're not helping my record. Um, yeah, I, uh, come on. Yeah, but but you got you guys get the point. You beat Johnny Highbody. Oh, a couple times. And, <laughs> like in, in various places. <laughs> yeah, but you got you guys get the point. Well, I think most of... Most of Snooka's, I, I don't even know if he necessarily gave anything to Ray Odyssey in this match. I, the way, like I said, the way I wrote it down on my notes here is Ray Odyssey worked around Jimmy Snooka. It was like he was, it was like he was working with a tree. He got a good match out of a tree because Snooka's just kind of standing there. He ain't doing much. Well, I mean, I just said it was, I thought I liked it. I thought it was decent. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the work was good. Ray did, all- Ray did his shit. Yeah. He, you know, he, he got his baby face shit in. There wasn't no, there wasn't no heel heat because the match was only going to go about three minutes. So all Ray had to do was just go in there hot, get, get his shit in, and then have Snooker cut him off. Boom! And I, I think he even got one. Oh no, he got the splash. I forgot he got the splash. I wrote it down. Yeah, after the uh, after the distraction from Hunter Q, who actually took took a pretty decent bump, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but I never got the splash. That, that's that's what I. That's what I'm mad about is that he Ray Odyssey got the splash and I, I never got it and I came back <laughs> and I, I I still have a couple more matches left on here at least another year's worth of matches yeah. and Ray Odyssey got the splash and I didn't but we oh, but we like him anyway right suplex where he walks out from underneath the, the biggest dick move <laughs> such a dick move. <laughs> All right, anything else on this match, guys? No, it was what it was, and Ray Odyssey did a good job, and Jimmy Snuka was there. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> now we get a Tommy Cairo promo on the Sandman, talking about their feud that's going on. Um, what do we think about this one? Because I don't have any notes on it. I just wrote Cairo Cuts promo on Sandman. Aaron, if if you don't have anything, I would say they showed the ECW Arena show for the next show, and uh, Shane Douglas and Dreamer, Dreamer versus Rebel. I thought that yes. was more exciting than the Cairo promo. <laughs> the, the fact that it said Dreamer versus Rebel. It's the best pump, uh, the best promo he's ever cut where he wasn't laying down. So, Did Tommy right. Cairo, yeah. Oh, there's no chance I watch that. That, that, that wasn't that wasn't happening. I I found something to do. Tommy <laughs> Cairo promo is the one he cut on fucking Sammy Callahan on our show. Yes, our do you remember? Show. Do you remember that, Chad? No, fuck no. No, I, I'll go back. <laughs> it looked like it. a little bull dyke. It was great. <laughs> but anyway. 
Dreamer now we versus got- Rebel. Can't wait. Yeah, Dreamer versus Rebel is going to be on this April 16th show. And they, they, they made a big deal about it, too. They're like, just announced. Like, it was this huge deal. Dream, Dreamer versus Rebel coming up. Well. And that leads us to Tommy Dreamer versus the Sandman. This is fun. <laughs> that's, that's the word I'll use anyway. This is fun. Dreamer versus Sandman. Dreamer's in his sparkling coat and suspenders to start this off. And um, yeah, it, it, it's an oh lord match. Yeah, um, this is like this is like uh, if 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 old Vince was booking this, old Vince would book this match because uh, we have we have a, a a deal where the referee now Sal Baloma was going to be a special referee in one of these matches at the ECW arena coming up on the 16th of April. That's the story here. Hence, Sal apparently has a referee's license. So the referee goes down during this match. No, that's that, that's not true. He doesn't have the license yet. The angle is when the when the spot happens, when all that schmoz stuff went on, and um, Sal come out, and I wrote it in big, big letters. Sal comes out. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, this is great. But And he counted three. But then he put then he put the referee shirt on. And Joey Stiles says, I think, I guess Sal may have just earned his um, referee's license. So he really didn't have it for the, for the, for the angle, which is the way it should be because if it was the referee's count, it was fine a lot. Right. So that's how you get a referee's license, huh? You just run into a match and <laughs> put, the put, on ref, a put on a shirt and count the three. Never knew it was that easy, folks. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't understand why more more of these sports stores don't sell referee shirts. I mean, you just can get, you can get involved in a 24-7 title. You know, you can just end up just running around. You can just and go, show up at any building. <laughs> Any any building that's running shows and you're wearing a referee shirt, just walk around backstage. What are they going to say? They don't know who they don't know who you are. Just point at your on. shirt. It's official. You just point at your shirt. It's official. I'm just on break from Foot Locker trying to find a Cinnabon, <laughs> and a match broke out. All right. I'm, I'm not I'm not going the Cinnabon route because I had an experience this week. So if we want to, we can do that on another fucking program. That'll be the lights out segment. Oh, uh, the after dark, dark side of the Cinnabon. That didn't that that didn't end up so well. (laughs) Oof, that was a rough ride home. (laughs) I can't wait to hear the story. (laughs) Well, we only got about five minutes, so (laughs) the the Sandman attacks Sal with a chair at the end of this. After Sal screws him out of his victory here over Tommy Dreamer, we get a Paulie dangerously promo. First, he addresses Crash versus 911 coming up at the April 16th show. And then he says he does a great job, as he always does, of hyping the next show. He does a great job here of hyping the return of Sabu to the ECW arena. You, he's, 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 he's working off of all you've already seen from Sabu. 
And again, folks, like I always, I'm like a broken fucking record, but like I always say, if you could transport yourself back to 1994, you would realize how different seeing someone like Sabu on your TV screen was. So Polly takes this time in this promo to remind you of the insanity that you've seen from Sabu so far. And he's coming back to ECW arena and he's going to take it to a whole new level on Saturday. That right there would have got me in the arena. But they don't even tell you he's fighting. No. Do we know he's fighting? Did you look it up? No. But. Good job. And they, they, uh, they, 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 and to what you said there, they promised last week they were going to tell us this week who Sabu was facing at the arena. So they failed on that, on that. But Paul Lee's promo was effective. You know, very effective at hyping Sabu coming up at the next show. Oh, I think I think that was a great explanation as to what the angle was, Nate, as how you set that up, like as to what it was, because I think that was almost perfectly like that's the way that's the way that it was. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the way that they wanted you to see it, and that's the way that it played out, and that's the way that it was. And to, to what Aaron said, though, I do I do agree with him. They should have gone on their promise and told us who Sabu's facing at the show. But maybe somebody like would just want to go just to see Sabu. It doesn't matter who he's fighting, you know. Yeah, at, at this point, it's ECW starting to become the brand. ECW um, Sabu is becoming the uh, you know the martyr for the company. So yeah, how about you start with that? Mm-hmm. Like Vince started with Hogan, right? Right. There you go. You There's gotta, your Hogan. Yeah, you got to build around somebody. <laughs> Last and certainly not least. We have Mr. Hughes and Shane Douglas against Chad Austin, and I have no name written down because I don't think they said the guy's name, and I had no idea who it was. They didn't. No, they, they just didn't. said, oh, he's beating up some guy. That's his name. Chad, Chad do you even know who it was? No, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 that guy doesn't, dude, seriously, I couldn't, I have no idea. Not a, I don't, nothing about that guy looked familiar to me. Um, uh, clearly, we obviously like didn't all talk together. You know, mm-hmm. it was kind of like right before we went out there, it was like they're going to squash you, and we were okay, whatever. And then it was all right. The other guy take the pin. Right. Well, the, oh, the other guy the, when when they said they're going to squash you, the other guy's appearance made me think he went, yeah, 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 they're going to squash us, yeah, 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 because he looked like a little weasel. But um, the yeah. The saddest part is like thinking about like the dude listening to the podcast and he's like, all right, you know, I got to make it, I got to make it all the way to, to April 4th, I think it's you know, April 12th and Chad's going to talk about me <laughs> up there again and yeah. it'll be my time to shine. Like he's been, he's been sitting at the fucking Panera bread, fucking telling everybody about how in 1994 he worked Shane Douglas and Mr. Hughes with Chad Austin. It was the biggest night of my life. And he's got to this podcast and he's listening and he's like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to sit through this fucking train wreck of an hour. And they're going to put, and Chad's going to put me over as being, being his favorite partner. And Chad's is like, I don't know fucking idea who he was. My favorite, my favorite partner was Donnie. And then he's going to eat his gun. It's terrible. Well, don't, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, dude? The guy could actually hear this. And, and, and you're telling him that I didn't think he was my favorite partner? Why? We have we had 30 seconds together. I've had 30-second encounters with women that I don't oh. consider top people that were in my life. 
I want to tell you, though, you've both written great angles this week. Chad with his story with Aaron and the naked and the police and strutting <laughs> down the street. And Aaron with his story of the, the forgotten jobber <laughs> that uh, that was just waiting for his opportunity for Chad to mention his name on Reliving the Extreme. And then he carried Von Eric himself. It was terrible. <laughs> oh, geez, a wish is the regular carry Von Eric <laughs> reference. <laughs> Hey, is there is there any chance we can start doing like any more listeners questions or Yes, absolutely. We can do that. Any anybody that wants to ask anybody that wants to ask a question can message me or email me reliving the extreme at gmail.com anytime. That's where I've gotten a couple of questions that we've gotten so far as the show has gone on. The can comments you are you what's that? Are there any questions in there now? No. Yeah. From girls? I think Charlie from Starkville sent one, but yeah, right. I'm not reading it. What if Charlie was a girl? I mean, C H A R L I. Do you think Jim knows who Charlie from Starkville really is? Yeah, because Charlie from Starkville is Brian Last. I'm just saying. I don't know. Charlie it's from Starkville gimmick. could be a could be a girl. <laughs> to end the show. <laughs> to end the show, Chad Austin takes an takes a really good side slam. From uh, Mr. Hughes, the match is over. And then this is what we alluded to earlier. Everybody well, actually, hey, whoa, whoa. Oh, sorry. There's two people that Chad can add to his win list. He beat Shane Douglas and Mr. Hughes. Right. Chad Again. This, yeah, you you beat these guys by disqualification. They DQ Mr. I beat, Hughes. I think I beat Mr. Hughes twice by disqualification. This guy just <laughs> can't was, keep my shoulders to the mat. He was asleep both times. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was a claustrophobic object with the whatever he was. He fell asleep in the match. So Jericho said about him in his book. Yeah. He said that that, Jer- that he was a a narcolep or whatever. So he steals shit? No, like he falls asleep. Like he well, Jericho Jericho said he'd be like in '99. He was working. And they put him with Hughes, and Hughes would be at ringside, and he just fall asleep. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't get it. Like, like out of boredom, or is it? A, no, a, he, was just, he had that fucking what is it? Narcolepsy or whatever. He just fucking fall asleep. I, I, just, I I'm, just, I'm asleep. pleading guilty. I don't know what narcolepsy is. I don't know what that is. But yeah, you said you can just. He's just sitting there and just falls asleep. Yeah. So is that what the, what a hypnotist gets for like his show? He finds a whole bunch of people that have narcolepsy, <laughs> and, and, he, and he puts them in the front row. And, and he's like, "When I Walk say three, you're all gonna narcolept." Is that what they call it, narcolept? I don't know. I'm just telling you what I read in Jericho's book. Oh, good lord! <laughs> the facts of Jericho's book. <laughs> the aston- the astonishing tales of Jericho. Unbelievable. <laughs> Wow, guys. So you really have no idea who that guy was? Me? No, no I don't. I have no idea who that guy was. <laughs> like, I, he, he, he didn't look familiar? He, yeah, man, nothing about him, nothing about that looked familiar. But all, all I know was somebody was the, um, Sabu's the Lord of the Hardcores. And I thought that was the, the, the best part of the whole entire show. But at the end of this match... After Chad and some dude win by disqualification, uh, so, still win. The human cage comes out. It's Donnie Allen, 
he comes out. He gets he gets he gets murdered by Hughes. Uh, Billy Firebolt. He comes out. <laughs> murdered. You're not you're not gonna do this, are you? I I know we're already going long. So. Mikey Whiffra comes out. He gets oh. murdered. Um, Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer. Um, the guy we didn't know from last week that I named Little Pedo. He comes out. He gets knocked out. Um, Me. You. <laughs> uh, Tommy Dreamer and Tommy Cairo. And then Hawk comes out and he doesn't get knocked down. Oh, there's got to be some more guys there. They, they got knocked out. Mike Norman. Stormy Mike Norman. I wrote him down. He <laughs> yeah. came out. Yeah, he came it was out. A, it, was, it was a who's that. A professional wrestling came out and got knocked down by fucking Mr. Hughes. <laughs> he said Billy Fireball. <laughs> I work. I worked him at a at an ECW TV taping, and I gave him the four fifty splash, and it wasn't that great. Like it, it, it was, uh, it wasn't good. I don't, I don't know what it was. Whether I just, did, I didn't get over. I, it wasn't him. I think it was me or the ropes or whatever. And match never aired, man. And, and it's right around this time. It's 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 because now when when you start to see me in a little while, um, I think I start getting some wins in in, in, in a little while. He the uh, the end of this Hawk gets a side slam from Mister Hughes and he starts to get double teamed by uh, Douglas and Hughes. That's kind of how we go off the air with this thing. But yeah, I mean, Chad, you're absolutely right. They were like, it's going to be a human chain. All your ECW superstars, they're going to be able to hold in the public enemy and the Bruise Brothers. And now they all got beat up by Curtis Hughes. Good job, ECW. (laughs) It wasn't the greatest promotional job for a gimmick, but, you know. And And Shane missed the ball, man. The minute they knocked Hawk down and left him down, Shane should have grabbed the mic and been like, Who's a flipping flap sack of butter muscles now, bitch? Oh. Just left. <laughs> well, the only problem with that is he didn't. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, and yes, he should have. If he should have called him butter muscles um, <laughs> maybe a couple times. And then, and then even try to do the gimmick where you get the crowd to cheer it. Butter See? muscles. Uh, all, all I do is yell butter, mu- butter muscles outside. The car is rode by revving their engine. <laughs> it's all the rage. It's all the rage in Baltimore. The butter muscles. <laughs> well, I had that for dinner tonight, actually. I had a half pound of fried shrimp. Pound of muscle, butter muscles. Well, overall, I think our, our tone has discussed how we feel about this show this week. We've taken the listeners on quite a ride. This show sucked. This it wasn't very. It was not very good. Oh, you are correct. Our, our show is fantastic. Our, yeah, our, our show didn't suck. Our show is fantastic. The ECWs. I, I, I have a. I have a story that I told Jess that I was going to tell today that I said would make this the greatest fucking podcast ever, and then she goes, "You're not going to say that, are you?" And luckily for us, he just didn't have enough time. Oh, maybe on the next, maybe on the next adventure of this fucking jabroni journey. 
Jabroni Journey. I love it. <laughs> Is that the name of the show? <laughs> Jabroni, Jabroni Journey. Journey. Well, I want to thank all of our listeners that listen to this Jabroni Journey every week because you have made us out of the, you know, when you look at the rankings for Apple Podcasts for the wrestling category, it literally says 1,000 plus because to be perfectly honest with you, there are over, there are tons and tons and tons of shitty wrestling podcasts out there. I'm sure you've all heard them. But I want to thank you all, our listeners, for making us number 132 in the wrestling category on Apple Podcasts. When you think about all the podcasts that are out there, that's a pretty good number. So, And uh, I think Aaron and Chad would agree with me that we're pretty proud of that number at this point. And um, I think it's good stuff. Well, I mean, it's completely indicative of um, uh, what's the old saying... Aaron, like what they, they used to say back in the like the sixties and seventies, how the garden goes, the business goes. Yeah. Well, that's the same the thing garden. it goes here, huh? The garden's the garden. The garden's yeah. the garden. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's how that's how you know how the business is going. If the garden's drawing, then then everybody's drawing. But mm-hmm. yeah, if pro wrestling is hot and we're upticking and we're picking up new listeners, then that just it goes to tell you how how people care about the business and, mm-hmm. and they want to hear about stuff like what we're talking about. And I want to thank Chad and Aaron for helping us get there. They are the, they are the stars of the show. I'm just here to hit record usually at the wrong time. But that being said, yeah, Mr. Uh, promo between Chad and his neighbor, man. <laughs> fucking hit record, oh, Nate. Dude. I said it, Chad, I'm telling you. I said, Nate, fucking hit record. Hit record. Dude. And, uh, I did. I, I, I'm actually, I'm actually disappointed in that man. <laughs> uh, that, that, that was great, dude. I don't understand how you didn't catch that. <laughs> when do I tell Jess, dude? She's gonna call you a complete and utter boob. Nate, Nate is ham. Nate is ham bone of the week. She'll probably wonder why I, I even do business with you two fools when I tell her <laughs> what, what what you did. Yeah, that was that was disastrous. All right, now that my balls have been properly busted, Aaron, any parting words for our listeners this week? No, well, I just like to thank the twelve of you that are listening. I appreciate it. <laughs> listening over and over and over again, apparently. Yeah, just keep repeatedly downloading it so we can get to uh, one hundred and. 31. If you're not yet, join our Facebook group. And if there's any chicks out there, send nudes. That's it. Thank you for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next week as we continue reliving the experience.